Shining in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and guess who's here? Bishop. 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 Bishop Joe. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. Peace of God be with you. Peace of God. Yes, that we should sure need some peace right now. Without. Yeah. I, did you have any problems getting here today? Because I ran into a little bit of an accident. Why can't people drive, Bishop? I mean, well, can we talk about that for just a hot minute? Well, there is you know, a lot of people have a lot of issues. Some could be coming from work, they are tired. Oh, yeah. Some have yeah. health conditions. Yeah. Some take a little thing inside their brain, whatever it is. Some are distracted by tension of life. Some are depressed. Too many things, different strokes for different people. That's why I remember I said, when you're driving, you're the only sane, normal person on the road because you don't know what the other people are going through. Yeah. Accommodate right. them. Understand them. <laughs> the bishop told us a story a couple of shows back, and thank you, thank you for watching the shows, and thank you for your comments. But he mentioned a yes. that was applauding because somebody crosses my mind. This is a, a great story that he told us a couple of, probably a month and a half ago. About a month and a half ago. Tell it again, because I'm not going to say yeah, it Yeah, right. because the guy was just, as he took a turn, yeah. the other guy just went into his front. I was expecting him to react. He clapped. Yeah, he clapped. I said, why did you clap? <laughs> he said, yeah, I got a clap for him because he, he got all the drama with him. Say this Uber is my office, it's my workplace, it's my everything. Mm -hmm. I don't want no insurance, I don't want no police. I don't case. want to wreck I don't either. want wreck anything. Ah. Just let him go. I think say I think I gave him a few seconds. Yeah. Did he cause the trouble? I said no. Say that's the way I live my life. I learned a very great lesson from that man that, that day. That story has resonated with me since you've said uh, people cut you off. This is what the bishop says. Somebody cut you off, then you start smiling and you applaud because he did not hit you. <laughs> and, he, uh, and even just a simple wreck now is an act of Congress to get concluded. So be mindful of that. I see so many cars now with dents on them and they have all kind of things going on. It's because we don't slow down. How you doing? I'm good. The day is good. God uh -huh. is good. Life is good. Life is good. What are we going to talk about? Well, we're looking at the first step to God. The first step? To God. Oh, it, my gosh. Yes. Because throughout the generations, you know, God has never left man without a guide. A guide. We, yeah. He always gives us a way to follow. In the time of Moses, remember, he decided to give them a law, which is in Exodus chapter 20. And first he told them, I am the Lord your God. 
You should have mm -hmm. no other God before me. You should not make any image of anything graven or molded and so on. Because I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. He I'm doesn't share. God. But you know, it's easy to understand. Even in human yes, relationship. Yes. When a man says he's in love with a woman, a woman says she's in love with a man. If you trespass in that territory, what yeah, you will jealousy. encounter. Yeah, jealousy. Jealousy. yeah, so God values what he has and he guards it with everything. And his honor is very, very important. Then when our Lord Jesus Christ came again, he said he did not come to destroy the laws nor the prophets. Mm -hmm. But what did he do? He gave us a new condition to exist. In, Matthew, in John chapter 13, verse John. 34 and 35, he told us, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you. That by this shall all men know that you are my disciple, if you have loved one for another. Mm -hmm. So now, how did he love us? To the point of death. To the point of death. Yes. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28, Paul said it, that... He gave his own even to the point of that he sacrificed himself to show us mm -hmm. that the love God has for man is a love that cannot be quantified or qualified. It's beyond imagination. So if you want to exist in God, we must have the same affection towards one another. Affection. Yeah. I, I've often referred that message for a long time, a jealous guard. Um, but we all experience it at some point mm -hmm. in, in our lives, one way or the other. Yeah. But a jealous God, he made all of us, Bishop. He made all of us, agreed. But look at ordinary parents, a father. Okay. A father trains his child, he spends his life, you know, everything. Some days when we as children used to watch our dad sit outside in the evening like this, we wonder why, he, why is he so melancholy? Yeah. He's not melancholy. But what is he doing? I've brought, he's thinking, I've brought these children into this world, right? Mm -hmm. It's my duty to give them a life. Then the ones that are living up to it, he's admiring it, but some are giving him stress, headache, by their attitude, their behavior, and so on and so forth. Right. And he doesn't want to appear brute or harsh towards them, you know? And he doesn't want to start insulting or cursing them because the word is very, very potent. He can destroy their life by the negative word he exactly. utters. Exactly. So now he's meditating, communing with his maker on the best way to manage these children and groom them to become what God intended them to be. So if a parent can do that, and if anybody should there try to truncate or abuse or destroy the life of those children, mm -hmm. the father can even pull the double barrel gun. He can look for the pump action. He can do anything to protect it. The same thing to his wife, the same thing to his right. children. So, and the family is a reflection of God and man. God loves man to the point that he's jealous over his possession. The jealousy is not towards hatred. The jealousy wow. is the protectiveness, the instinct of God to protect what he has. Wow. That's the instinct of God to protect. And keep. But we've sort of gotten out of whack with jealousy. <laughs> that's, a good, that's the only word I can think of. I mean, we've gotten just a little overboard. It's not really overboard. Parents do the impossible, isn't it? Oh, It's not even right. the human parents alone. That's just true. look at animals. Yeah. Let's take the mother hen, for instance. Okay. A hawk descends to pick the chick. What happens? The mother hen will fly into the air, fight the hawk, fight the eagle to protect the chick. That's a great, great analysis because uh, I, I love these channels, PBS, and they will talk about the animal and the love that the mother has. That elephant, the new elephant walks under the mother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks funny, but you think about how we protect yes. our children. Mm -hmm. But we've gotten so, sort of away from that. Is that why we're talking about this today? Yeah, that's <laughs> why you gave us that. Like, we were talking about that first step. Christ first told step, us okay, the first, first step. step. And what is that first step? How do you relate? Because after God gave the instruction on his own honor, the next one he moved, he said, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long. Because it is a promise. It's a conduct with a promise. You know? Mm -hmm. Now, when God laid it down, why did he do it so? At the divine hierarchy, God sees as him as our father. That's why when our Lord Jesus Christ came, he told us when you're going to pray, in Matthew chapter 6 verse 9 say pray like this our father, our father which art in heaven now we have a father we have a divine family 
and that divine family encompasses all human family no matter where you come from or the color or your status or whatever in life he same is holy and he has a kingdom and that kingdom must have rules we are talking in america to be oh, events yes that's that step we don't step. like rules <laughs> but we cannot do yeah, without we can't it do. yes we, no we can't we can't you know and that is that first step we are talking about you're coming to united states of america they have things you do they say you have infringed the law the guiding principle of existence in the society they yes. cannot take you to the court of law and they table your offense before you you have your attorney, your defense, he makes his own position, mm, the, the prosecution did their own. At the end of the day, the presiding judge will give ruling based on the evidence tabled before right. his table. Yes. Right. And when you're found guilty, there's a system of checking your excess. It's not punishment. It's not punishment? It's not punishment. It's like telling, hey, if you want to walk within the ambit of normal civilized existence, this is how you're going to live. Okay. But if you step okay. out of it, you might be placed in a cooler for a season so that your brain can come oh, back. Oh, you have such a wonderful <laughs> way of putting it. You may be uh, stopped for a season, as in one year in jail, one or you've got all of these variables <laughs> that you have because you have jail and you have probation yes. and you have uh, if you're the ankle thing. If you're a juvenile, they have juvenile centers. Yes. Yeah, uh, they try to calm your head make you understand like hey you love your freedom right so when you get out of here you, you want to enjoy that freedom free. please yes. don't do abc because if you continue that will keep restricting your freedom that's a great <laughs> analysis that the uh, bishop has given us because we do have rules we were we were talking about jealousy because i had a question about god's jealousy but then there are rules that we have yes for living within mm -hmm. a country yes coming to america america has there a rules. lot of rules. Yes. And Go to anywhere in the world. That's true. That's uh, every even local communities. Yes. They have their guidelines and they have the elders council whom when you offend they bring you there. And some they tell you it's against the custom, it's against the tradition, it's against this, against that. And when you live within that, they have a way of rewarding you. Oh what is it? Award, reward. A reward. What yeah. is the reward? For instance, like if you come to America today, they say the person did so well in one thing, they gave him a purple heart. They give an, a yeah. national order. Yeah, that's you true. become respected. Maybe the president places it around your neck. It's a medal, yeah. but it has so much significance. And it comes with a whole lot of respect. Yes. So that's, okay, That now we're, now we're all coming together here. The guidelines for whatever country you're going yes. in. Yes. And in the kingdom of God, the, the rule God. guiding all of us. That is why it's called first step to God. And let me make something clear ah. here. Eh? We are not talking about, you know, when people talk about God because we quote the Bible, they say, oh, they are talking about the Christian God. God is one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a hand because we're not, we're not one religion. No, seriously, we're not one religion. Yes. You know, people use that. We, we use a lot of words loosely. So what is a universal word for God? Would that be? God is good. It's the goodness we condense and call God. And what is that goodness? The goodness transcends religion. It transcends color. It transcends tribe. It transcends status. Because the good man wow. in, in Melanesia... The same qualities you find in the good man in Melanesia is the same quality you find in the good man in Africa. The same quality you find the good man in America, mm -hmm. in Asia. They say, love one another. Love has no language. Do it not, doesn't have a title. It doesn't have it? a title either. You know, forgive one another. We offend. Even in the richest home, there are offenses. Yes. In the most powerful homes, there are offenses. And the same offense is committed in the richest home is committed in the street. So, if you can forgive your rich dad for looking down on you, snubbing you, treating you like trash, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, or you, you the father, the forgive your son for abusing your privileges you gave to him, you know, brother, you forgive your sister, uncle, you forgive your, each one, husband and wife, even the marriage is the institution where the first step to God applies so much because it is two people, imperfect creatures. Too imperfect, that's for sure. Yes. But, you know, some of us think we're just absolutely mm -mm. right all the time and perfect all of the time. No. It's two imperfect creatures managing, so trying to. Right. You know, the psychology said that an average human being is 5% mad. 
to my own psychology, an average human being is 35% mad, wow. if not 40. Wow. So if you can accommodate that 40%, the home will be in peace. There will be so much joy. They will say the man is a fool or the woman is a fool. But remember, it takes wisdom to play the fool. It takes wisdom. It takes wisdom. And we're supposed to have that wisdom. It's supposed to come automatically or do we earn it? You where, where do we get all I know wisdom comes with age and experience. It has a lot. But then you find a lot of people that are, you would hope they would have some wisdom, but they haven't gotten it yet. It hasn't caught up to their world yet, their mental status. Wisdom comes from God. Wisdom comes from God. God, yes. So it doesn't matter about your age or your amount of money that you have. You can see a 90-year-old man with gray hair, but he's a gray-haired fool. <laughs> a gray-haired fool. We're talking yeah. about wisdom. <laughs> Actually, our program and step you know, today is uh, first step. First step to God. And I'll show you James, the elder, wrote in James chapter 1, James? verse 5. James? Chapter 1, Okay. verse 5. He said... If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraided not, and it shall be given him. Wisdom comes from God. Right. So, you know, you just destroyed a whole lot of, uh, let's say, wrong sayings because wisdom doesn't come with age. No. Amazing. Wisdom you, learn, comes you always learn something in the show. And the bishops are here. Wisdom does not come with age. So the 90-year-old, you call them a... You can have a gray-haired, magnificent 90-year-old fool. 90-year-old fool. And you can have <laughs> a little 15-year-old wise man. Mm. Remember, Solomon was barely 40 when he was given the kingdom of Israel. Exactly. And when God came to him, he asked him, what do you want from me that I should give you? He said, God, give me the wisdom to rule your people in righteousness. How old was he again? Barely 40. 40. Wow, that was extreme. And his wow. wisdom was celebrated that till tomorrow they talk about the wisdom of Solomon. But remember the same scripture told the story of Methuselah. Methuselah lived for 969 years, but nobody credited him with wisdom. <laughs> but Solomon lived below and he was celebrated because wisdom is a divine guidance from God. Wisdom comes from God. That's yes. probably the greatest thing. The bishops always had something going that we can live with. Not today, but tomorrow and mm. next week. Wisdom comes from God. So you've just dispelled. You've hurt a lot of people's feelings. Because yeah. they think 55, 60, you're supposed to have all of this wisdom. That's a very funny sense of privilege. A very we, funny sense of privilege? Privilege, yes. They feel privileged because I'm old. Today, is ah, okay. what is today's okay. day? January, February what? The day is February 26th. 26. Uh -huh. Whether you like it or not, you have added one day. Whether you added it in wisdom or in folly or in drunkenness or whatever, you've added one day. One, as soon as they come up again for Les Navidad, you've added one year. Yes. So you don't, whether you made positive use of it or not, you know, the age must be there. Your hair might be jet black, gradually start springing the silver. Yeah. But what is the value of a silver? The scriptures say that if a man keeps his mouth shut, it is counted to him for wisdom. But if he opens his mouth and is a foolish man, the folly starts shooting out. That's why they say, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yes. Yes. The yes. heart that is wise, counseled by God, the heart that is conditioned by the Holy Spirit, brings forth words of life. But the heart that is guided by ego, sentiments, bigotry, unnecessary whatever you know grandstanding when he opens his mouth what will come out is the junk that is in the heart yes. that will be shooting yes. out from yes. the mouth they say yes. hey we thought this man was a wise one oh god forgive us he has a big ego. assumption he has a big ego you just <laughs> uh, and and what people will do this is a very important lesson from the bishop today because the first thing that i think about wisdom comes from god not from age mm. but people will the ego well, I get so many questions, I have to say this, about why don't you dye your hair? And I have, uh, I used to not have an answer for it. But why should I do that? It's not wisdom. It's just I don't want a chemical. Number one, I don't want a chemical in mm -hmm. my head. But you're right. People will, they see that little gray coming in, 
and we go and take care of it. Nothing wrong with that, but here's the issue. What are you really saying? Listen to the bishop very carefully, or listen to the scripture that the bishop is getting. What are you saying about the age that God has given you? You know, the people have insecurity. Insecurity. They, they have, they lack, they, want, they don't want to live in their skin. That's why you see them bleach. You see them even use things. You see somebody like I am now. I want to use chemical to change my skin. The hair starts showing that here, yeah, hey man, you've been opportune to enjoy some days on this earth plan. You know? Be comfortable in your skin. Be yourself. How do you build the security? How do you? Oh, reading the world is one thing. And when, live in the world. Word, when you live word. it, you know, it said godliness with contentment is a great gain. It's not what you have that makes you, you know. If you look at the rich, okay, somebody went to, like they say, they have seven-star restaurant. Mm. You go there, they serve you a plate of food and charge you, charge you $1,000. <laughs> In the real sense, what they serve you is not up to $20. <laughs> We're stepping on some toes today. It's the bishop's fault. But we are talking about the first step to God mm -hmm. and living within your own skin, yes. being comfortable with who you are and whatever age you are. Yes, because even if you deny your age, there's one thing you cannot do. Eh? When it is time for you to depart this earth plane, mm. our brother, the angel of death, will not come and ask you, how old are you? <laughs> know the angel of death? <laughs> Does he have a conversation with you at all? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he does? Yeah. The angel of death? Yeah. Like what? Normally, everything about everything life. Everything about life. And the, the number one question is, what is the value of life? Yes. The value of life is not yes. the number of years spent. You know? But did your life impact? What is the impact of your life? Can somebody remember you and remember something that guided his life from you? It may not be money. You know, a word at the point of need, mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. guide. Our Lord Jesus Christ, you see, he taught us a case. He lived only 33 years and a half. But right. his impact outweighed that of those who even lived a thousand. Because he left a legacy, he dropped his soul in his words and cemented it with his love and blood. Cemented it. Yes. The bishop has this wonderful vocabulary. Of, on a way of phrasing things that is almost an instant uh, relationship because we understand cement. You just said cemented. Yes, with his blood. With his blood. Yes. We understand what cement is. Yeah. We understand maybe the first step to wisdom. Yes, and God is wisdom. Let me even read to you what Leader Olumbo Olumbo Bu said about first step to God. Eh? Please. He said, The everlasting Father, Leader Olumba Olumba Obu. First, the first step to God. He say the virtues of a true Christian, a good Christian in the brotherhood of a cross and star is one. You must have love, truth, humility, patience, faith, hope, joy, mercy, forgiveness, holiness, holiness. thankfulness, temperance, peace, righteousness, generous, generosity, complacency, meekness truthfulness endurance eloquence and right full action be a husband of one, of one wife or a wife of one husband or remain a virgin grateful heart to God honor towards God oneness of mind oneness of mind this is our first step to, to God. God when you have these qualities just check even in your neighborhood somebody oh. might come in newly Everybody is, hey, which kind of person came in here? Then every day they watch the man. Oh, this man is nice. Then they start approaching him. The closer they get to him, they see that the man is as genuine as genuineness can be. Gentle, kind, helpful. He'll be, he could be in the neighborhood for one week, yeah. but he'll be the most sought after person in that neighborhood. Yeah, Whereas somebody has been in that same neighborhood for 70 years and his address is no-go area. Because he said, as wow. a man thinketh, so is he. And out of the abundance of the heart. As a man thinketh, so is he. 
you know, the mouth speaks. So when the person portrays godly qualities, like Jesus Christ did, he said, everybody were following him. When he performed the miracle of the feeding the 5,000 men, why? Where is that? Master, where have you been? He said, I know you're not looking for me for anything, but for the food. Then We're talking to Bishop Joe. These shows are so wonderful. I think long time ago, this lady says to me, she says, I watched that show because y'all are always laughing about something. I said, yes, we're, la- we're laughing about God's word. And the way and when the way things are phrased, where you can actually see it, it's not a mystery at all. Uh, it's, we're talking about first step today. We've started with jealousy, and I think and Bishop always goes through this circle where he ties everything together in a neat little with a neat little bow. So this is a great show. I want you to please share it with somebody because the shows are no good unless you share them with someone. And you're doing that and not not talking about that. Just continue to do that. (laughs) But anyway, that was just really, really funny. Um, First step to God. Okay. We've talked about one, two, three steps, right? Yeah. The jealousy, the wisdom. The wisdom. Then the obedience. Obedience. Oh. Obedience is most important because in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13, it said, Let us hear the whole duty of man. It said, It is to fear God and obey all his commands. And what, you know, if you remember in the beginning, the whole story of the Bible started with disobedience. You shall not eat of this fruit, of this tree. The day you eat of it, you shall die. Nobody wants to know about the fruit of a tree but let us take an illustration okay you see a certain rich man heard his house boy complaining that if i had been in the time of adam or if i meet adam today and eve i'll kill them because they brought all this problem upon all of us it's okay the man called him it's okay boy says sir i'm traveling to a place eh? i'll be back after some time i don't know how long i'm gonna be but here's the key to my mansion everything including my bedroom you you have access to it do whatever you want drive any car use any money enjoy yourself but you see that little box with that red button on no account should you touch it he traveled then he was away a month two months three months four months the young man was enjoying himself then at a point he got tired of the pleasure because curiosity has consumed his curiosity brain. Curiosity. What, what is in that box that this man said that I should I'm not, not supposed to touch, touch at all? <laughs> so here, what happened? One day, because <laughs> the, 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 the button, quality there was a writing under it, press me. So one day, he did not know when he went and pressed the button, and this little bird, the call Swift, that flies with precision, took off. The what took Swift. You know the real bird they call Swift. S-S-W-I-F-T. You know it moves very fast. So as soon as the bird took off, bam, because there was a spring and the bird was in that cage. So now he was busy pursuing that bird to put it back in the cage. In the process, he was pulling down sofa sets everywhere because the bird was perching at every corner. He was in that process. The man opened the door and walked in. Say, what are you doing? Did you touch that box? He said, um, Master, please um, forgive me. Um, um. He said, Now, do you see? Can you blame Adam and Eve yeah. again? Right. Curiosity right. leads to disobedience. Obedience requires discipline. Curiosity discipline leads to, to disobedience. disobedience. Yes. Obedience requires discipline, self control. You know, you must know that, yes, this thing, why shouldn't I touch it? But obey. And he said, there's a Methodist song. A Methodist song? Yeah, Methodist. Okay. They composed that song. And leader Olumba Olumba Obu said that is a song he loves so much. You know the song? Trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's, oh no, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, Jesus. but to trust and, and obey. Why is it so, Doc? Uh-huh. Trust enables you to believe in yourself believe in someone and believe that God can keep his promise. So our fourth step is trust and obedience. Is trust and obedience. Yes. That's hard to do. I mentioned earlier the <laughs> bishop is stepping on toes today, so pay just think about it and see where you can. We're only into we're still into the new year. 
Yeah. Yeah, just we've yeah, not just, done the first quarter yet. <laughs> the first quarter of the new year. And we're talking about trusting. But that is such a great story. So you put you Adam and Eve was put in this garden mm-hmm. told not to touch one thing. One so thing. you're in this mansion, your story. Mm-hmm. All of these cars to drive, all of this gourmet Money, food, food everything. everything. Enjoy yourself. But don't touch that. <laughs> but he got bored. Did he get bored? Did you get bored when you have this curiosity that has not been? You know, they said the idle mind is the devil's workshop. Idle mind. He yeah. had cars to drive. Huh? When you when you have when you live a hedonistic life, eating this and that. Why is it that the rich have have to gym? Mm. Hmm? They advise you. You have everything according to the nutritionist. To maintain a healthy life. Right. But you're still told to make sure you exercise your body. Otherwise, your, your bones will get atrophied. Your muscle will get slack. Yeah. Even yeah. you start having brain fog. A working man, a laborer is worthy of his wages. That's why in John chapter 5 verse 17, our Lord Jesus Christ said, My father walketh hitherto, and I walk. God walks constantly. The Holy Father, Lido Lumbo Lumbo Bu, told us that the story that God rested the seventh day is not true. That if God rests for one second, the whole earth will go. The whole universe will go. Because Satan is fighting day and night, left and right, to see what he's going to destroy. And in John chapter 10, wow. verse 10, he said, The thief comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Mm-hmm. So God is always watchful, walking with his children, not walking against wow. his children. And he's not working for his children either. He's working with his children because it's a teamwork. So God did not rest the seventh day. God did not rest. A whole well, we're not hours. resting on the seventh day now because we go to football games, we work. We is it rest? You're still your brain is still tormented. Your brain, that's true. And that's as true. you sit down that day, you call the rest. That's when you bring out your book, and then you start all your bills, your car note, your mortgage bill, your telephone note, this and that and that. You have to streamline your income so that you don't overspend, overspend your budget. the bishop has jokes today also we're stepping on toes but it's a solid much needed discussion and he's talking about the first step to god which which right now we have obedience we have trust and obey Mm -hmm. and we started with jealousy because god is a jealous god and all of us have that because we are made in we the have, image yeah, and likeness, we're made of in the likeness of God. So whatever is in God, when we say man is a creator, mm-hmm. many people say, hey, man made this. Jimmy Cliff, there was a song he played in the 70s. Very interesting. He said, I want to know. Everybody wants to know. Man made the jet. Man made the ship. Man built the house. Man built the car. Man made them all, but who made man? Yeah. God put his creative energy in man because he made man to have to have dominion. You know what it means to dominate? He cannot dominate yes. what he cannot control. That is why everything... Oh, I do. think you need to say that again. He, can, yes, he, he cannot can. dominate what he cannot control. And the first step of control is control yourself. Man know thyself and he shall know all things. When you can control yourself, you can control your environment. And how can you control your environment? Our Lord Jesus Christ was a classic example. Yes. They asked, has yeah. he eaten? He said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to fulfill it. And how did he do it? He was able to control himself when Satan told him in John chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, that if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. What did mm-hmm. he do? Mm-hmm. He had been on fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. He was so famished he would have done it because he's hungry. The flesh is weak. But he told him, that divine control, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Why is it so? Bread can only satisfy the flesh. And at the point in time, even the flesh doesn't need bread. Otherwise, ask those who are sick and in the hospital. Bring that bread it smells in their nose. Bread is just like you put gasoline in your car. Okay. Your body is the vehicle of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Now, yes. when you live within the ambit of the directives of the Holy Spirit and you're obedient, he gives you what you need. He says, sufficient unto a day is the need thereof. All these things we are doing, gra- grabbing all from left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. I was told a story by a friend in Atlanta. 
you know these people who do they sell uh, estates of my homes right. they, they they dispose of whatever is inside of it right right this man went to a house he bought the properties as he was clearing out the house the man died alone he has no no inheritor to his estate you know what the man found there 12 million dollars cash Okay, the man that was hoarding this money to the point of having $12 million cash in his yeah, house. No. Now he's died. Did, uh. he go, did he go with a dollar? So there's nothing man acquires on earth that lasts for him. The only thing that he says is when you trust in God, you have love for one another, right. you have faith right. that God is able. Hebrews chapter 11 from verses 1 down spoke about the essence of faith. Then you realize that the only thing you have <laughs> is what you give. Yes. Blessed is the, the hand that giveth. The only thing you have is what, what you, you give. give. That's all. Blessed ah. is the hand that giveth than the one that receiveth. Yes. You're not taking anything with you. All that you acquire, your private jets, your yachts, your mansions, your private... Leave here. You leave them here. And in India, they have a philosophy that is so mysterious but very impacting. No matter how rich you are the day you give up the ghost in death they move your body from your golden bed to the floor yes they do i asked my friend why he said the man has expired so we are product this body is a product that the holy spirit is using to work once the breath of life is removed from this product the product becomes expired it's only mud yeah so they have to put it yeah they put it in a wooden container and put in the earth then zinc everything will return to their natural elements all your boasting your expensive clothes your beautiful face your handsome magnificent physique oh your great wardrobe uh, the, everything, no, everything. The, great, the italians are the world they will give out your wardrobe to charity <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great quote but you know that's you're, you're absolutely right i i worked in the legal world for oh my gosh many many years and uh i can remember Attorneys had a specialty, probate, criminal, et cetera, et cetera. But the probate attorney, his name was D.B. Mason. He's, just, he's deceased now. He had cases where people had died, exactly what, no family, no wife, um, had made a will several times and redid it, had assets. He had files and files of people that had died with with assets mm -hmm. now some of those i don't know how long they keep them in, in any court today in the world but there are no resolutions mm -hmm. for some of these probate cases especially if you didn't leave a will so you died intestate so they let it sit on the books for so many years and then it's got to go somewhere the state takes it or somebody takes it mm -hmm. but we, when he passed away one of the other attorneys took over his files, and that's how I got involved, because I couldn't believe there was this many files of deceased people with assets that they just died lonely. They mm -hmm. were broken hearts, whatever the issue was. So you just probably gave us the answer to everything. What you have, you're supposed to give it away. That is so. Give as much as you can. Give as much as you can. Because what made Jesus Christ to be what he is, you know what established him? He gave to even the point of his life. And John three sixteen to 17, John God made it clearly. Say, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And he said, God did not send or give his son that right. the world would perish, but that through him the world will have life. In giving love, now God has commanded our love everywhere, no matter their leaning, whether it is positive Christianity or negative Christianity, all of them see it have one foundation, Jesus Christ. What made him unique? He gave himself. He gave himself. And then we're supposed to do the same thing. Yes. And, and you know, <clears throat> your lessons have a, a most profound. That's number one. But because you make it so simple, even your, your six-year-old can understand sharing. You have an only child or you've got ten kids. But they're supposed to grow up yes. sharing, mm -hmm. right? And then give away or give as much as they can. Yes. So that your name will, uh, I have people that I still remember 40 years ago. That is it because they gave so mm -hmm. much. They gave of themselves. Yeah. And yeah. If, if you look at it, even okay, there's something I saw the other day. I started laughing. <coughs> the day they played the Super Bowl, 
eh? mm -hmm. when Usher and his group came to play. People were looking at their beautiful steps and choreography, you know, and so on. Oh, yeah. But what I was looking was their dress code. They have <laughs> gone back to the <laughs> 70s <laughs> and 80s. <laughs> the dress code. You know, or yeah, shall you sure see? did. I, I saw that. Well, mm -hmm. he took his shirt off, you know. You know, I'm talking of the pants. Yeah, no, oh, the, you mean those You see, flaring. Yeah. That was 70s and 80s Vogue. What were they called? They, uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember what they, tell yeah. us what they were. You can call me and yeah. uh, send me a note because we are reversing. Mm -hmm. not the, the, every 20 years, though. There's the not any under the sun. That's right. The <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about that. There's nothing new under the sun. Yes. That's number one. The fashions are, um, in fact, I have on this this thing there. This is very very old. Well, 20 years ago, okay, the big shoulder pads. Mm -hmm. You know what? It, you know, I can yeah. just feel like I'm going to take off the slide. <laughs> it was so big. And this is one of those pieces where you're married, man. You know, women have all of this stuff, mm -hmm. and these big shoulder pads. So. It's sitting in the back of my closet, and I thought, let me take the shoulder pads out because mm -hmm. the shoulder pads went out of style. Now, I'm going to keep them so that when they come <laughs> back in, I can work. Oh, uh, we have too much fun with the bishops when they come on Mondays. Marvelous, marvelous Mondays. With Today's lesson is on first step, and we have a lot of meat in this session for you. One is that uh, God didn't take off on Sundays. Mm -hmm. He worked all seven days. And the, the, second, the second thing that is very poignant is what is the value of life? Wisdom yeah. comes from God. Yes. Wisdom comes from God. Mm -hmm. So is that why we have these young prodigies every once in a while? We have a five-year-old that's preaching or a five-year-old that's yes. playing the drums. God wants us to know, you know, if we go into that mystery, some yeah, people are is. ancient spirits in a young body. You know, the problem we have in Christendom is they say, hey, there's nothing called reincarnation. It's a lie. Even Jesus... Reincarnation. It's uh -oh. a reality of life. Some spirits come back even with the consciousness of who they were. I believe that. And our Lord Jesus Christ even confirmed it. In Matthew 11, verse 14. When Matthew, he was wait a minute. No, yes. I'm sorry. Matthew 11, 11. verse 14. Okay. When, they were when he was talking about the promise that Elijah will come to announce the coming of Christ. And the whole nation of Israel till today never believed that wow. Jesus is the Messiah because they saw Elijah live in a chariot of fire and mm -hmm. horse of fire. Mm -hmm. So they were expecting, expecting him to come back again with that trumpet announcing, hey, the Messiah is coming right behind me. Man, it was written in the prophet. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Okay, get, yeah. you know. But when he came, they asked him, who are you? He said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, mm -hmm. saying, repent and make straight the ways of the Lord. That was what Elijah was supposed to do. And our Lord Jesus Christ confirmed that if they will have it, John the Baptist is Elijah who is supposed to come. That he that has ears to hear, let him hear. That is to let us know that everything that's not, the only thing that is new in life does not exist. <laughs> everything that's new in life. The, anything, the only thing that, is, anything that is new in life does not exist. Okay. Because everything has been. People have the feeling of deja vu. And in that deja vu, oh, this thing I'm seeing, it seems I've your brain is going to the subconscious file to dig up that information. But you, your physical eye is appearing as a brand new thing. Mm -hmm. But your brain, your mental file is telling you, hey, that thing has been there. I, if you saw it 50 years ago. You saw it 20 years ago. Right. It's just right. replaying itself again. So all those prodigies, all those geniuses that came on earth is to make us know God brought them with a special wisdom, a special message for a special time. From, for a special time. But Extremely you can still powerful. get it. Yes, uh, the reincarnation. Uh, we, I believe that reincarnation uh, happens because we have too many genius children. I mean, we have blind kids that can play the Mozart. Play, yeah, play Mozart. Play Mozart, and they can sit down at the piano, uh, and they can't. They can't. They can't see. Even autistic kids. Ex oh yeah, they're born one with a gift. Once yes, their they finger touch the keyboard, they become another thing. Yes, yes, that is, that is very true, and I've seen, <laughs> and you sit and wonder, what is this? So that is that reincarnation. I wrote down Matthew eleven fourteen. Matthew eleven fourteen. It talks about reincarnation, and it's real. We see it among us, but we, it's still a mystery. Why is it a mystery? You know, because man's time and senses are finite, limited. 
you know what how can you comprehend even the, the daily existence psychology told us there are three levels of conscious mind the conscious which is your everyday experiences the subconscious which is like a mental file a mental file and yeah. the unconscious okay. which is like a library where the information through the ages are stored so sometimes when you try to recollect what happens your brain goes accessing information from the subconscious file when people have some psychological or psychiatric or psychosomatic disorders and they go to the specialist you remember that sometimes they need to hypnotize them they do yes why do sometimes they, they need to hypnotize them yes. or to go into the subconscious they go into the unconscious mind even the subconscious to dig out then in that state of hypnotism you are not with your conscious understanding but your mental file is open you can go back now and voice secrets you never knew existed because they are there stored it's like you go to the google now you type an information wherever it is on earth they will search it and bring to you with the AI today, you ask a question, the AI will go and give you a summary of the AI. Thing. Bishop, you, uh, I've mentioned the circle, okay? He goes from here. Now we're over to AI. Now that is a mystery. Yes. And people are running wild with it because they have all these theories and these strategies that it's going to do. What? Has it been here before? Is this a reincarnation? Well, the, the knowledge has been there because, you know, when God made man, he gave him authority over everything yeah. but now it yeah. is time the time has come there was a time you cannot make a call remember yes even from bedford to arlington unless oh, you, you have a pay for it. Yeah, yeah you could unless you have a landline phone which you have true. to dial and it's, okay. it's called tabletop it's on one place then it evolved to the general system for global mo mobile communication which we call phones we are using today from the from normal one that was just uh, just to make a call mm -hmm. now we have phones you can even chat on video as you're talking you're recording the video and audio you say camera so many things are happening because as the human consciousness is evolving towards the divine everything was given to god for a purpose and the main purpose of this technology the communication is for, for the message of love the message of god the That's good news for. to get to all the families of men but everything equally there's a balance of good and bad but we're using it we're using it for bad because man is controlled he said in galatians chapter 5 verse 17 that the flesh is fighting against the spirit you told us and that once before because i have galatians flesh. somewhere mm -hmm. so it's that fight the human nature tends to the negative because the flesh controls to be spiritual requires a lot yeah, it does. It, <laughs> it requires a lot of obedience. And some of the things we have been talking about today, a trust. Trust, faith, love, forgiveness, tolerance. Where's the wisdom in this combination, in this uh, the recipe? The wisdom is like the, the, the web that connects them all. A web. It takes, well, it takes wisdom to be tolerant. It takes wisdom to be forgiving. It takes wisdom to love. Yes. It takes yes. wisdom to be understanding. Even the discernment in the faculty of wisdom, you have to understanding, you have knowledge, and you have um, wisdom, understanding, discernment, and knowledge. All are in the faculty of wisdom. That the wisdom covers everything because the wisdom enables you to communicate, enables you to be able to give. Because most of the time, people say, Why should I give? After all, I work for it. It's my sweat. But True. then when it sits in your home, it's still wasted. You buy food. You can afford to go to Whole Foods and spend $1,000. When you bring it to that house, you realize you're not finished up to $100 worth and the rest will go to waste. <laughs> and outside, people are going hungry. <laughs> we throw out a lot of food. I, I just read something on that this weekend about how much food we actually... We're eating a lot because we have this obesity nation but mm -hmm. we're also throwing away and so many people are so very hungry in the midst of plenty in the midst of plenty even here in the united states and i think there's a big 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 issue right now about what's going on in iran because the people are starving to death in not only iran in so many in many places countries. yes many Actually, places have you been to these places no i've not been to iran but at least I've had, you know, one thing, you know, the problem we're having in the world, eh? We create our problems. I'm going to agree with part of that, but the other, yes, but we create. 
You know why I say we create our problems? Tell me. In those communities where they are, if you go to where they have hunger most, it's just mostly because of war. The land is there, it's arable. Yes. The people have been living there for centuries, planting their foods, going through their experiences. Suddenly the war dislocates them. The land has never received more fertile than before. But how can they go to the land to exploit it? Because we in the world, we are grandstanding geopolitics. Yes. You don't yeah. agree to what we say? Hey, they take this few, few, few dollars. We don't want those people there. They drive them from the environment, you know? And every day they said, what is happening to us? We are the cause of it. Because if we can learn like Christ taught us, he said, this is my new commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. If you realize that as you're living in Texas, in your home, in your small garden, and you're nurturing everything because everything takes process, right? Yes. And you wait Correct. for it, it grows, whether it is lettuce or kale or celery or whatever Progress. you love to plant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we can only harvest and enjoy it because you are in that environment at peace. But when you plant it and you're running away to another environment now where you have to wait for somebody to bring to you, that is why there's hunger. If there's peace on earth, there will be no hunger. It said, there shall be no killing in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. And that is why the Father sent us to tell the world. I read Isaiah. I know we've been reading it always. We've been reading Isaiah yeah. but a I, while. I, but let me crave your indulgence to read it once again. Okay. Isaiah chapter 2. Isaiah chapter 2. From verses 2 to 4. And hear what he said concerning the times we are in. And because of the circumstance we created for ourselves. Not because God wanted it. Though the book said that this time shall come. He said, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of, on, on the, of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. And see the reason he said, and many people shall go and say, come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways and we will walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their mm -hmm. spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. It's because of the war. A people are living in peace. Suddenly there's alarm. Everybody's on the run. They may not come back to or, their home or, or again. Or a threat of it. It's always a threat yes, of something. Of mm -hmm. um, but I'm finding that people live with the threat. And uh, we had a, a sound in our neighborhood last week. And it was like 1 a.m. in the morning. So all of a sudden, all the neighbors are up. Is it a bomb? Is the world coming to an end? It was an accident that was on the freeway, mm -hmm. and it had and this, the impact was it so was loud. The impact was so so dense and, and mm -hmm. so loud that it just covered a lot of area, and uh, and of course you can look that up on your phone now. But what stuck in my head is that we're always thinking the world is coming to an end. Because, coming to an end. Yeah, because the world people living in the world, the the trust has been taken out of our existence. You oh wow, the trust has been because we had a you know all of the phones went dead AT and T <laughs> this week, okay. and people were upset. It's a phone. <laughs> you can't get messages for a couple of, I don't know how long it was out, but it did not cause for the amount of chaos that we had. Actually, because now all of a sudden, if it didn't happen to you, and for those of you that are listening around the world. Not sure how long we were without sales service, but I do remember the police calling and making a statement on the television to stop calling 911 because people got afraid. We are afraid of everything. Mm -hmm. And that is the problem of man. There are two F's in life. Two F's in F, life. As the letter F, eh? Okay. One is faith, mm, and the okay. other one is fear. You're right about so that. So it's either you live in faith or you or live in fear. In faith or fear. Most humanity live in fear, fear of the unknown. Yes, and they refuse yes. to trust. That's why the word trust and obedience means so much. A child in the mother's hand, a baby is crying, the mouth is open. What is the child waiting for? The nipples of the mother to feed. Mm. 
the mother puts something inside the mouth, the child latches the lips around it. Whether it is the nipples or the finger or whatever, the child doesn't know. All she knows or he is that mommy is giving me food. Yes. So if the child will believe that that thing on in the mouth will feed it and suck on it and get life, that's what God wants from us. It's like the case of a community that needed they needed the rainmaker to cause rain to fall. Mm-hmm. On the day the rainmaker came, eh? <laughs> Everybody went out there, but only a 12-year boy went with an umbrella because he believed the rain would fall. <laughs> <laughs> there were rainmakers in what, the 1800s and the 1900s? Yeah, even in they the... They actually tr- paid these people. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, we're talking about faith <laughs> and fear yeah. with Bishop Joe. We've been around the world today, and but the show is, <clears throat> is amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, Mondays, it kicks your week off, as someone just told me. It makes my week um. because I think about uh, the things that the bishop have taught us. And I can actually see God not taking off, working all seven days. He's working for, I say, his love does not give him room because he said, my thought towards you, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Say, my thought towards you are thoughts of good and not of evil. Mm. That you should have the expected end. There's an expectation. There's a destination. Yes, there's a destination. When you talk, okay, look, let's look at my, if you want to set up a a project, right? You develop a blueprint. Okay. Mm. The blueprint shows from the preliminaries how to source the income, how to source the competent staff, how to get the location, the finance, everything. Then you have short-term, mid-term, long-term project, right? How will that project be in the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, even when you are gone? Will it become a family heritage or will it become like one of the millions of stories that started and died that overnight? Then if man can have a blueprint (laughs) and project life on that thing, where did he get it? What about God? Before God started creation, he had a blueprint. He had a roadmap. And at oh, each point did. in time, it will unfold according to the divine design. The, all that man owes is, it doesn't, when they say trust in God, does not mean that you should be lazy or you should not work. You must work. You must work. And you must struggle. You must endeavor. Even what gives you hope. It, re, just remain in the house for one week. You don't do anything and keep eating. By the fourth, fifth day, you get tired of the food. It becomes like poison because your body is saturated. But when you walk, you go out, you look around, you yeah. interact with people, you expend energy. By the time you come back home, you're pleasantly surprised. Then your body can rest. That's why it is a portion the time Christ said, I must walk wow. my walk while there is yet while time. While there is day, yes. yes. When the night comes, no man can walk. That time, now you rest the body for the body to heal itself. The melatonin comes in to try to heal up all the broken parts, the bruised parts. (laughs) 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 Bishop Joe is totally on his case today and hitting all of the right buttons. I might mention we stepped on a couple of toes today, but it's in the Bible. The ones that I wrote down, you might want to, uh, I hope you were following us along with the scripture. Matthew 6, 9. James 5, John, John has been with us a while. John 5, is that, that's St. John, right? John five seventeen. John five seventeen. and we had a John 4. 4, I have Matthew 4, 3 to 4. 3 to 4. Yeah. Of Exodus, and it's all been about the first step to God. From time. And we're seeing some of these things happen to us now. The shutdown of an entire country on the cell phones and you we hear about them other places but you got to have faith and not fear simple and you know when is most of us our life has become so regimented oh, yes. we, as soon as we open eye yeah we for, even we forgot to pray we forgot to come in with god oh we check it out during the night yeah. i mean two o'clock if yeah. i happen to go to the bathroom i want a snack you check the phone first first before yeah. you even talk to god <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Now, we want Bishop Emmanuel to know we miss him, but not a lot. So don't tell him I said that. <laughs> but <he will. laughs> Don't tell him I said that. It's been a great show. Yes, it's been sir. a great show. You always, 
you never cease to amaze us with the things that you share with us. First step, stay with us throughout the month of March, April, and May, going through the springtime, because this is one of the most popular, famous shows around everywhere. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being with us. you have any parting words for us on First Step? Well, only thing I'll tell you, my brothers and sisters, is this. Don't fear tomorrow. Don't fear tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow is never there. You will always live in the moment. Are we here now? You may not, you may not have tomorrow. Yesterday is gone. Yes. Whatever yesterday yeah. has, don't regret yesterday. But make today count. Live in love. Live in faith. Accommodate one another. Have confidence that the same God who brought you into existence has a purpose. Seek for his wisdom. He will guide you and lead you to your destiny. And you will never regret having a very personal relationship with him. Personal relationship. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. By the way, by the way, you really are the greatest audience in the world. We'll see you next time. Share this moment. Thank you. Oh